Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Wanna bet? S-D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Uh, guys, I-, I figured I'd start the show with breaking news. Yeah? This is breaking news from Hannah in my DMs. Damn. Oh. Hannah said, I was listening to the new podcast, and I need you to know that Lion King 2, uh, Kovu, is not Scar's son. Because I was incorrect. I said, Scar's son comes in, and he's like, he's got a scar as well, and he's Whoa. he's trying to take yeah, over. Dummy. Kovu is not Scar's son. He was just chosen to be one of Scar's heirs. Disney drew the line at incest because that would have mean, meant that <laughs> Kiara and Kovu, who ended up together at the end of the movie, were cousins. I'm sorry I feel very strongly about this movie and I had to pause the podcast to let you know. That is from Hannah. Why? N- nothing is just simple. No. Eh? No. Here is movie about lions. Right. But when they made Lion King 2, they should have made the villain bad. But they're like, oh no, we're going to convert him and he's going to be good. No. That sucks. That's hear, a cop out. Hear me out. Yeah. Zombie scar. I'm into it. They should have brought him back. I'm into it. Lion King Undead Nightmare. I love that. It's a great idea. That's a great idea. I'd watch it. I would watch that. Jesse, are you in? I'm going to pass on that one. Mm. I got a succession to watch, so (laughs) I think I'll pass on Lion King. (laughs) Get behind me, Ellie. Um, have Have you seen any of The Last of Us? Have you watched any of that? The Last of Us? Yeah. He's, he's, he said success. I know, but that's another show, and it had to do with zombies. <laughs> keep up, oh, you're guys. Just, you're just doing your own thing. You're running yeah, like so. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's the other big... The keys hi, guys. The it's ball. the other big show out right now, and it's about zombies, which we're talking oh, yeah. about. It's Steve actually, and Jesse... It's I'm, not even on it's air. It's great that you guys are talking about that, but what about this? What about the thing <laughs> I want to talk about? <laughs> Adam, what was your favorite episode of The Last of Us? <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, succession. You haven't fucking seen it? No, is it good? Yes. Oh, That's what I was going to ask. Do you like it? Yes. How much do you like it? Um, I don't know about mass cultural phenomenon like it, but I like it. Okay. Now, did you play the video game? No. Okay. I think I think that's part of it, right? People like the video game and they want to see how similar it is and how true to the game did you stay? I hate zombie games. They make me very scared. I don't like them. Yeah. And then so I was watching it and I'm like, ooh. Have you ever been scared by a video better. game? Like at genuinely scared by a video game? Yeah. No, I just know that like in Halo when the flood comes, I don't like it. Jesse, what about you? Ever scared? Do you get scared by anything? Scared by a video game. Or Not like really. even a movie. Do you get scared I by didn't... movies? Yeah, movies have been scary. What are you talking about? What movies? What movies have scared you? Scary movies. You've never you seen The Brave Little Toaster? <laughs> you know what's better scary. than a scary, scary movie? A psychological thriller. Like The um, the Departed. Like The Departed is fucking fantastic. There's that's, a lot of tension in The Departed. That's better than jump scares. You know, okay. like jump, jump scares are they're easy, you know? But uh, I like a, a good psychological thriller, and it's like, oh, this is kind of spooky. Best, best uh, horror thing I've seen lately um, House of Bly Manor. You guys ever watched that, that on uh, Netflix? Uh, Maddie emphatically oh, yeah. that's pointed. The, that's the one. They, they have two seasons of that, right? Yeah. There's, yes. There's the the House of Bly Manor, and then the um, 
Haunting of Hill House. Hill Haunting House. Hill House is the first one. Hill House is season one. Blind Manor is season two. Both seasons, one of my favorite two seasons of television. See, Fantastic. I never finished the first one, so I don't know what happens. And oh. I, I just was confused. It's so good. Okay. I like, guess you're supposed uh, to be That's all I want to talk about with big spoilers. Uh, I don't watch those because I like feeling safe. <laughs> there were some really good seasons early on of American Horror Story as well. because I always uh, thought that show was so uh, stupid. But American Horror Story isn't afraid to be like, Okay, all, everybody loses. That's why. Yeah, that's like why that. the ending of the seasons of it would be like eight eight episodes of the anthology series or whatever. But they wouldn't be afraid to be like, okay, um, all the good guys are just gonna die. The one where they're <laughs> in the 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 mental institution yeah. from like you know seven years ago when those places that is actually that is a good one. But there's mm-hmm. one with like an alien shows up and you're like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Like, I watched this whole thing and it's like. Uh, it's like blah 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 normal storyline tension building tension building uh, aliens the whole story's gone so with with them they got to the point where the same thing happened with Riverdale where they became kind of a parody of themselves I don't know if you guys uh, can't Riverdale with, is with so Riverdale. stupid Riverdale's it's a comedy the now the stupidest show I've ever seen <laughs> it's so and I have to watch every episode because oh, yeah. I want to know how stupid it's going to be I know Fisher's in the building today he better not be in earshot it's shot. stupid he loves Riverdale no it became yeah. a, not Steve, genuinely though Steve it became a freaking musical yeah. They started doing musical numbers. Oh, I didn't know that. I assume he doesn't like that. I think he liked the first one. Oh, man. The fr- Sorry. What, there's really no overcorrection. What would you like? Well, the first season, because it's like a murder mystery, right? First first season was fun. First season was a phenomenon. Like, it took yeah, over it uh, the first couple of seasons. Of and then it became a parody of itself. And American Horror Story went down that same route where it's like, okay, we're six seasons in. We, we got to make more we, money. We ran out of all of our good ideas. Yeah. Let's push it to see how far we can take this. Ju- and, and, and Jughead's an alcoholic now. <laughs> and and, and what? Jughead? <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's about the Archie comics. Yeah. That's what Riverdale is. It's Originally, it's based on yeah. those characters. And they lost the plot so oh long ago. Oh, my God. Well, and they also have... <laughs> They also have this scene, and every once in a while, it pops up on my TikTok, and I always watch it. It's the one where um, it's like, what you've, ne- what, you've never experienced a team or whatever, and, and they're like in the army, mm-hmm. and then he's talking about like, he's like, you've never, you've never experienced brotherhood, and then, and then he's talking about his high school football team, and it's just the yeah. dumbest thing you've ever seen. It's dumb. You should watch it. And no, what do you really want? No, no, Stupid. it's fine. You guys are going <laughs> I, off. I can go on forever about this shit. Like, because, because, like, watching Succession coming back and and all the actors from Succession doing interviews and promoting the show. Yeah, you realize so much of the characters in Succession are just kind of themselves in a heavier version. Like, like, um, like uh, Macaulay Culkin's brother, Kieran Culkin, Kieran Culkin, and Jeremy Strong. Like they are their characters, except on the show. And seeing um, Cold Sprouts do the call her daddy interview and the amount of douchebag that radiates Just from smoking him, and like yeah, you like, understand what, are, what is this? How this guy could do that shit show? Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's it's so funny to see. Anyway, oh man, we could we do a whole way, podcast love, on that. I love Succession because it's every company <laughs> I've ever worked for. At oh the top. yeah, I love it. I love that show. Have you seen it? Yeah, I, I uh, haven't made that observation. Well, not maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you haven't no, made that no, observation. No, no, no. Oh, okay. No. Well, the zoo was a nice place. <laughs> government I, run. I did nice like it. Government you run. love your employer. <laughs> yes, and was, they are excellent. As does everyone. Um, there was uh, I, I what I was going to say like nineteen shows ago in the, in yeah, the discussion. Yeah. There's been an overcorrection um, where everything was a happy ending. 
Mm-hmm. And then, like, the rebel shows came out, and they're like, no, there is no happy ending. It doesn't have to be a sad ending, but it's just the ending, and people are like, oh, it's better because you don't see it coming. And now every show is just depressing, depressing, no payoff, you're depressed. Go about your day. Fuck you. <laughs> like, I was- thanks for investing the last... 24 hours of your life yep. in uh, binge watching this show. No payoff. Go fuck yourself. I a uh, heavy, heavy spoiler here on uh, White Lotus Whoa. season two. Whoa. I was a little disappointed when uh, she died in White Lotus because I was like, okay, we we went through all this and and now that's the end of her story. She. That means one of the. Women characters dies? Wow, I can't believe he gave away a show that was released six months ago. What a joke. What? No, I, I've been uh, saving that one on my DVR. Okay, so that's another new thing. That's another new thing. Spoilers used to be like so sacred, and it used to take like forever for a movie to go from like theaters to your house, for example. Because for a movie to go from theaters to Markville Video, oh yeah, for example, oh yeah, by our a, house, you'd have like a six month wait period. Six month wait period because they had to like manufacture the VHS tapes, mm-hmm. like, uh, and also they wanted to sell them at Christmas. Yeah, yes. Oh, there you go. Uh, right? this, this guy, knows, knows, this guy knows. <laughs> it's the Release Black Friday. The summer, sell it out at yeah. VHS at Christmas. You're yeah. very good at mundane details. I know. It's a mundane no, kind of guy. No, no, but like mundane <laughs> details that paint a picture. Oh, okay. Like, that's good. <laughs> I shouldn't, but now, but now. This isn't getting better. <laughs> no, so, oh, sorry. Uh, boring. Boring, shit. fucking stupid. <laughs> goofy nonsense. Anyway. What, what was the point? But now, now it's like, if you don't watch a show, the yeah. Maybe within 72 hours of it coming out. Yeah. They're like, well, you can't fucking expect me to keep it to myself. Because, no, because like these shows come out and there's like six podcasts about it. There's 18 articles. There's a Twitter thread. What a reaction. About it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured so, out. Here's I why fig- it's problematic. I figured you, you out why The Last of Us. There's, there's spoilers. I figured out why The Last of Us didn't really do it for me. Because I ended up watching a shitload of spoilers on TikTok. Like... Oh, not my fault. Yeah. Like they just show up. No, that's well, going to ruin a show for you. Well, yeah, yeah, like I had there was a um uh Star Wars. I'm a couple episodes behind on the Mandalorian and I you know how much I love Star Wars. But I know that a certain character arrives on the show oh. from one of the other shows that was supposed to be a big surprise and it's like a cool thing that he's there and and I was like, "Ah, oh, that kind of sucks that I don't that I know, but I don't know why he's there." So mm. I can I can live with that. When like that happens to me in those instances, I find myself watching the show just waiting for that moment and I oh. kind of lose everything else that's happening so that's yeah. why sport was really ruined it for me I don't know but well you, you know what I gotta be I gotta be straight with you um, I feel like you get a week if it's your favorite mm. your supposed favorite show you should get a week you get a week no one should no one should talk shit and then all bets are off hmm. um, but with Star Wars the weird nerds that like Star Wars and believe me when I tell you weird fucking nerds um, uh, they have to have a blog on why it's complete shit and why they hated it the next day. Everything they, uh, uh, Star Wars fans are, you, you know, we talk about how sometimes like hockey fans can be a bit toxic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Star Wars fans might be the worst fans on the planet. <laughs> they might be the worst. And I am one of them. Adam. They're terrible. You are opening up a can of worms. Terrible. You know, Star if you're a Star Wars, Wars fan, you know. Make, you know. Star Wars fans make professional wrestling fans seem agreeable. Absolutely, and they forget. I see that as a pro wrestling. Do you know what Star Wars is? A movie about pew pew. Kids movie. It's a kids movie. Thank you. The target demographic was twelve. 
when they came out. George Lucas what number? was good for it. 12 uh, George Lucas went to, um, oh, what's Steven Spielberg right after he made the first movie in 1977. They'd shot it all and they were editing and Spielberg said, well, like, you know, you finally got this project done. Like, how do you feel? And, and uh, Lucas like, I don't know. I think it's just a bad kids movie. That's what he thought about A New Hope. That's so not mundane. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe more in the was very ba- banal. There's banal. It's just really banal. No, it's banal. Call it what it is. <laughs> boring ass boring. shit. Hey. <laughs> you got anything? Uh, got anything else? Uh, I got I just banal shit. Put my mic here. <laughs> that way I don't have to fucking pick it up. Just, wow. Jesse and I will have a nice conversation. Yeah. Good, good friends. Good do friends. I do I get now my thirty minutes on talking about Cabin in the Woods? The new M. Night Shyamalan movie. Oh, Cabin in the Woods. Tell, 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 tell us what you want to tell us. Spoiler alerts. Go. I need, I need 30 minutes. You need 30 minutes. Yeah. Now, is it, is it, can you answer this in a sentence? Is it good? Yes. No. It is. is that pauses everything. I, no, I, I didn't, I didn't is want it, to give too many Is it, <laughs> and again, many you said, yes, yes, it's enjoyable. It'll, okay, that's yes. a sentence. The next one. Mm-hmm. Is it worth the time spent watching? Yes. Okay. 100%. For an M. Night Shyamalan, I'm surprised. Yeah. Because he has been. He would wear that one hit. He's like the Jose Canseco of, of directors. One big hit and 40 misses. He, he took steroids Just, and then was really proud about how he cheated. <laughs> and took a baseball off the head and it went, it went on to be a home run. And then, <laughs> oh my God. He's got a that jack-o'-lantern man. on a neck. <laughs> he took steroids and was really proud about it. Oh my God. All right, all right. What I do want to do, I, the other thing I want to follow up on, Steve just showed me this clip before the show and I missed it. Because, oh. because of the uh, the move, but Jesse, you have it in your um, your text message can I, inbox. Can, yes, set can it I up. Set it up because we were talking about the Jets last episode. So we were talking about the Jets and Brady from Game Over Winnipeg. Bless him. <laughs> we were talking. He's having about, a bad time right now. Yeah. Well, first of all, he lost to me in the semifinals of our fantasy. Oh, that's after finishing first in the regular season. Get wrecked, Brady. <laughs> um, oh, but we were we were on uh, headset together playing Chell. Um, poorly and he goes steve i can i can i just say something i go oh boy what's 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 coming you're gonna talk about the glare mm-hmm. is it the glare jesse where are we at on the glare <laughs> so <laughs> he goes you guys were like all right we're gonna dig into the jets and brady being a jets fan was like can't wait to hear this and then you proceeded to talk for five minutes about how nikolai ehlers is gonna become a leaf nah, he is and he's like sorry brady and he was he was upset that we didn't light them up enough. The reason we didn't go hard enough at the Jets. Well, the reason we didn't go hard enough at the Jets or any particular player on the Jets, nudge nudge for what we're going to talk about, is this clip of Rick Bonus had not come out yet. Okay, now if you're listening to the audio version, you're going to hear frustration. If you're watching the show, you're going to see frustration. And what else, Steve? Uh, an eye roll of all world proportions. Have a this look. This is either the worst or second worst clip from a coach this season. Two players came out. Uh, Dylan DeMello spoke to the importance of, hey, just because we didn't score, we still got to keep that shot clock high. Mark said, hey, the way I like to play is hold on to the puck, hold on to the puck, look for that pass into the slot. Um, I mean, it sounds like you're getting two different camps of thought in terms of how to get out of the scoring slump. We had enough scoring chances to win the hockey game. Mm. It's a hell of an answer too. The, the answer's bad in itself. The not just the eye roll, the complete shift in body language from Rick Bonus. So I'm trying to figure out what the Jets are actually trying to do. Are they trying to run up the shot clock, or are they trying to hang on to the puck and wait? 
I think they should be trying to uh, blow up this core. Which like, we said two years ago, three years ago, people said, oh, you're crazy. You don't know Winnipeg. You don't, you, don't, you don't know anything about hockey. That's what I was told. I was told I knew nothing about hockey. Well, yeah. But also, I was told I was wrong about <laughs> so, the Jets. And, and you know, you, you know lots of Monday No, you don't stuff. know hockey, but you don't even know yeah. the Jets. Um, <laughs> Which is, the Jets are uber hockey. They no, are the most hockey. It's, but then we talked about it this summer. Like, okay, it's toxic in there. You, you got to blow it up. And then the season begins and they're good. Right. They're Even good. though training camp was... Uh, you know, yeah, training camp bad. was... Uh, uh, but then they were good and didn't really stop being good until it kind of crept up. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, they were good for so long that I just sort of didn't listen to Jets fans when they were talking about them falling off. Because I'm like, well, yeah, no, they're on a skid. Yes. They were due for a skid. Like, they've been so good all season. And the skid has been like two months now or something like that. And now they have, I think it's nine goals in the last seven games. Um, we uh, are talking to David Bastel a little later on. Spoiler! It's not recorded in chronological order all the time, but, but, but he has, woo, but he has, uh, oh man, Steve, he, that's the biggest spoiler of all. Ah! You just wrecked the ending of Sixth Sense. Yeah. And also Ellie is, is Darth Vader's daughter. Get behind and, me, Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> get behind me, Ellie. What accent is that? That Peter? is his, that's Pedro Pascal in The Last of Us. Get just, behind me, Ellie. Get behind me, Ellie. <laughs> That's all, the only clips I'm seeing right now. He's, he's doing Ellie, Jim Carrey from me. The Mask. I think Bring so. Tell Tiny Tim I'm not going to be coming home this Christmas. <coughs> anyway, um, where was I going with you all that? You should be The Mask one day for Halloween. I say it every fucking year and I never you do You do it. a very good mask. <coughs> um, the Jets losing to the, Shar- or to the Sharks 3 nothing when they're battling for a playoff spot is absolutely unacceptable. A hockey team shouldn't do that. I take one exception to that. Take one exception to what you just said, yeah. which is battling for a playoff spot. Because if you're losing three nothing to the San Jose Sharks, you're not battling for anything. <laughs> you're giving um, up. You are garbaging your way to a not playoff spot. Like I, I don't think I think what it is is it's like the Flames and Jets don't seem to want to go to the playoffs, and the Preds do. Like it seems like they're like ah, I'd rather just end in April. Thanks. Every every so often there's a player who decides to go to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like on behalf of their team, <laughs> and it's UC Saros. Yeah, he's like, no, we're not, we're not done yet. He's decided the Predators are going. to the I playoffs. want to play Colorado again because it went really well last year. <laughs> Who's the top wild card in the West? Uh, so right now, the wild card standings. You can bring it up there, Maddie. Uh, we got Seattle is sitting in first wild card spot with ninety points. They're sitting comfy. They're yeah, good. They're yeah, they're so good. little, so little games left. We got eight games for them. You know they're going to be good. Five point lead on the Jets there for the second wild card. We have eighty five points. Calgary, after everything we say about Calgary, they're two points back of the Jets, and they've won uh, two straight games. Oh wow, they've had they're three and one since their players only meeting. They had a meeting and only the players so go. And they said, we're mad. And I'm mad. You're mad. We're Nashville, not playing well. who is my pick to get that second wildcard spot. They have a game in hand. So if they win that, they'll be 84 points. And Winnipeg will be at 85. So okay, be a can point I, back. No, here's what I want, Jesse. Mm-hmm. You've been banging the Nashville drum. But these three teams, none of them deserve to go. <laughs> no. Really? Realistically, no. None of get them in. deserve to go. <laughs> and the last 10 games for each of these three teams, Winnipeg, are 5-5-0. Five, five, Calgary are five, three, and two. 
Nashville, four, five, and one. Mm-hmm. You're all embarrassing. The- Stop. <laughs> The hottest teams are the ones who have no chance. I hope whoever gets it in the first round, and this is gonna get this is gonna come back to haunt me. I hope he gets steamrolled. None of you, none of you want it. Nashville maybe less so, well, but Calgary would have picked. You guys sold. make it in. You guys, you clearly don't want it. The Preds sold. The, yeah, the Preds that's are why, a good story. Very right. interesting story. But they, yeah, they're they're doing what the uh, twenty fifteen Flames did. The yeah. cardiac kids, where they sold at the deadline. They got way more than they should have for. I think it was Curtis Glencross. Second round pick or something. Was, uh, and then was, he was out of the NHL the next year. Yeah, it was. It, no, that's not true. He got a PTO with the Leafs and then was out of the oh, NHL. Oh, sorry. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. So, uh, uh, um, yeah, no, they sold and they could potentially make it. If, if Nashville makes it, they've got eight games left. They're currently a negative 13 in goal differential. If they yep. make it with mm-hmm. a negative goal differential... I, how many teams do you think? In, I, I would love to ask Sportsnet stats because they are the only ones who knows knows this stuff. But I'd love to know how many teams with negative goal differentials make made the playoffs in the modern in era. the cap era. Yeah, yeah. don't give me any of that shit where like twenty one teams used to make it or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, there was twenty one teams in the league and sixteen made it. That's not real. So so Steve, with your like Nashville sold kind of thing, like that's that's why I'm rooting for that core of players because yeah, totally. you, you're sitting there trade deadline. Your GM's leaving, first of all. New GM's coming in at the end of the season. And they're, they're saying, okay, we're not going to make it. We're going to sell off everything. And you're like, no, I'm not going to give up on this situation. I'm going to go out there and play hard. And you win these string of games that get you right on the cusp of the playoffs. Like, how can you not root for that team as opposed to, one, the Calgary Flames, who never got it together. All 82 games can't get their shit together. They got Dryden Hunt. And then the other... That's the deadline. And then the other one, who has just been a tailspin. For two months. They added Nina Ryder, too, which I thought was actually a really good ad. Oh, it's a great ad. Mm-hmm. And, like, and even, like, uh, I know they're sitting comfy, but, like, Seattle's backing into the playoffs. Yep. Like, so, They're a hot start team, too, that's been mediocre yeah, four, for four the and, middle point of the season. So four, four, go- and two in their last ten. As good and as juiced up as the Eastern Conference is, there's a lot of opportunity for the top teams in the West to get to the Stanley Cup final fresher than their Eastern opponents and potentially win this thing. Because I think you play any one of those four teams, you steamroll them. Hmm. It's Seattle, Winnipeg, Calgary, Nashville. Unless there's some sort of surprising injury. If you're Vegas, Edmonton, Colorado. Minnesota, Colorado especially. Yeah. Uh, who else is in the Central? Who's the other Central? Why do I... Uh, LA, LA. Oh my God, LA and Dallas. Yeah, I really like both teams. those teams. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's an opportunity. Uh, the bracket for a challenge sweep. is going to be a little easier for in the first round <laughs> on the West side. Yeah, you know? just yeah. well, and then like, of even, course it, there'll be some stupid team that gets hot, right? Wh- whoever some makes your bracket, I don't think any one of these. No, who, Martin makes, Jones uh, last night was surprisingly impressive again. You know, there's a guy who's had a weird, weird little career, uh, career in season <laughs> this year, uh, holding the fort for Seattle when he has to come in there. Yeah, like even the teams, the wild card teams in the East, whoever they end up being, I think will, you know, win a game or two at least over the Bruins or the Hurricanes or whatever. Uh, I mean, the, these teams like uh, they're not even pl- they're barely playing 500 hockey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like getting yeah, into the West not playoffs. Even. They're four, five, and one. I know. Nashville, we're talking about like here they come. And they're fucking <laughs> none of them want it. They're below five. At least, at least as you said, Nashville sold. 
Yeah. Right? At least you can say that. Yeah, With no. The rest of these guys, the other two like, are trying. Like we talked about Calgary last off season because they did have them. They and Ottawa had the best two off seasons um, of of the year, and Ottawa un- undoubtedly got better. But obviously, a forty point swing from where they were to make the playoffs it was a lot to ask. Yeah, Calgary. I mean, uh, everything's gone wrong. Everything went right in the summer. Everything went wrong as, as soon as October first hit, and I feel like. It's almost, do you ever get the feeling sometimes, and I, I felt like this with um, the Leafs like 10 years ago. You ever feel like sometimes the players are just punishing the coach? Like, no, we're not going to play for you because we hope you get fired. So that feel, it, I feel like Sutter and Bonus are going through that. The difference, I don't think Bonus is back next year. Well, There's the no way. Yeah, the difference though is Bonus just got there. And it's like, okay, maybe he hasn't done the best job, but you did this to the last guy too. Whereas the Flames yeah. well, had Daryl Sutter last year. I don't think, if Winnipeg doesn't make the playoffs, I don't know if they have, like we talked about breaking up, the, I don't think they have a choice at this point. You have people that have, you've got several coaches who have quietly and publicly questioned the motivation, the cohesiveness, the leadership, the commitment to playing with the same effort every night. How many, how many more do we need? And like, and I and I don't. I feel bad for Rick Bonus because I think he came in and did the best job he could with this team. But they were these fissures existed. Yeah, this hap. This this these has been what? like this fissures, like like cracks in the earth. Fisher fishermen. That these fishermen were here, <laughs> and they were and they were catching and, stuff. And these fishermen are not friends. Oh, <laughs> you see. How's your throat? Boo. It's, it's well, it's better now Boo. that I've had fishermen's <laughs> friends. <laughs> Terrible. You're such a you know how many people just turned it off? All right. Hey. Uh, uh, it, oh, he's got, he's got a hotkey page. Hey. Wow, that's... That? Oh, oh, that one's much better. Oh, there you go. Ah. Can we get a waka Dave's waka for Steve? <laughs> Can you get a waka waka for Steve? I can't. I'll plug in a waka waka. Thank you. Oh, oh, that's good. Now, um, Here, wait, wait, wait. Can we do the? Are these? Can we zoom with these cameras? Ah, uh, Maddie, I don't think you know how. To zoom. No. Oh, I wanted we're, we're to do good. the Debbie Downer thing. Well, at least they're gonna lose Dubois in the off season. <laughs> <laughs> um, after you can vet that, and we're gonna I talk. Love the future. I got a question for Dave about the about the Jets, and you can bet that. Um, uh, guys, how hard are your parents on you? Nah, they're not that hard. Well, I mean, I, I'm 35 and I don't live there anymore. I know, so but how yeah. hard are your parents on you? Like on your performance? Like if they were to watch your show, are they happy with your show? Are they? <laughs> Where are you going? With just, this? just answer the question, so, and I can go somewhere with it. They, uh, Steve's uh, like, let me uh, write you a dissertation on this. I just are, need a one-word answer. I, here, no, let me give some banal details. Okay. <laughs> and, hey. Stop it! Don't. Do not. There you go. Do not reward this. I, you should use it at least. Can we please answer seconds. the question? Do you have hard, hard-ass parents or not? <laughs> They're very participatory and supportive. Okay, so my, I would tell you, Jesse. What about your father? Uh, depends on what it is. Okay, what about this? What you do for a living? Is he this? Like, yeah. What he's? I think he's happy. With yeah. My that's the thing. I don't think my mom could care. Like, I don't know if she could care less. I remember uh, she lives like five minutes from here. I remember like, mom, you want to go see the building? She's like, I'll do another day. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Miss does not care. Uh, but, <laughs> but. I my my dad has humiliated me at the store. Has he? Like, so he's the complete opposite of that. 
Like, uh, like he'll try to drop hockey into conversations, and I'm like, oh no, please don't. And then he goes, he'll he's said this in front of me before, like to the person behind the cash. He's like, do you know who this is? No. Oh. And I'm like, I'm leaving the store. I'm walking oh, out. I, I would I would want to dive under the earth. That that's adorable though. Because he's proud that, of his absolutely son. Absolutely not. Don't you so, encourage Gary. Oh, that's man. enough. He's so overwhelmed oh. with joy of about his son. He has to tell everybody. Well, Yeah, but then the answer's no. <laughs> You're a th- and everyone's embarrassed. You're a 35-year-old man, and he's at Food Basics. People are like, do you know who my son is? Yeah. And, and my mom do you want to hear like, some Leafs content? Like, oh, my God. Like, that's adorable. That's the cutest story you've ever told. So, oh. so the reason I bring this up. God. Is because I figured your answers would be what they are. And I figured my answer would be what it is. And I think it has to do with the fact that if your parents do for a living what you do for a living, then they're less impressed by it. I think I know where you're going. And Matthew Kachuk's father, Keith Kachuk, had some stuff to say about the fighting for the playoffs, just beat the Leafs, Florida Panthers earlier this week, that I think you will find very interesting because Keith Kachuk has a problem with lying. He's pretty fucking blunt. And you're going to want to hear what he has to say after you can bet that. Let's bring on Dave. Off the, off the chronological order. You can bet that with David Bastel. Brought to you by Sports Interaction. Get in the action and make a play. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Dave Bastel, we have some good odds for tomorrow. Obviously, we've got uh, Brady Kachuk, and we've got something about Claude Giroux as well. To tell people what they can bet on at sportsinteraction.com. Yeah, absolutely. You had to uh, dangle doozies. And uh, Claude Giroux, believe it or not, the only uh, Ontario-born player on the Sens roster. I I, I was looking what? over it, and I was like, that's what? that's got to be wrong. But... This is what we got. This this is it. So to score a goal, he has 17 career goals in 44 games against the Leafs, going back to the Flyers and uh, let's see, Predator, no, so Panthers, and where he is right now. I'm um, shocked. That's it. Yeah, me too. Actually, yeah. yeah. Wow. When you think Claude Giroux, you think some goals against the Leafs, right? Yeah, and absolutely. Like, eh. So were they drafted we in Brady? the early 2000s? They've done well against the Leafs. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, d- we got a we so, got a Brady Kachuk hat trick, and I'm gonna add a Leaf shutout prop uh, that will ooh. probably be on before the end of this taping. So uh, that's something to look out for, um, just because I think that's a that's a well, possibility. You're, you're, you're burying the lead here. That the, the hat trick thing is what's inter- what are the odds on the Brady Kachuk hat trick? Because this is 51. great. Fifty one. A uh, big fat fifty-one, guys. Fifty-one. That's a. That, he scored two last time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He he plays the least well. Two bucks always gets do. you over a hundred, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just saying. Yeah. Two dollars, Steve. Yeah. Two dollars, Steve. Um, uh, well, yeah, but it's against the Leafs. Dave, I was hoping that you could add something this weekend uh, oh, to the no. website. Um, <laughs> okay, fine. And and it's uh, will Mark Shifley ever be happy? Um, no, what are the is, odds? no is paying. No is paying uh, a lot. Um, you know what? You, you know what's really depressing. You know what's really depressing. Tell us. This tell is, us. So, 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 I'm waiting for this Zoom link, and I'm looking through some jet numbers, and uh, I'm like Shifley zero goals nine games, Connor one goal fourteen games, Dubois at uh, two goals thirteen games. Goddamn, Blake Wheeler hasn't scored in 26 effing games. Oh, uh, actually, like even yeah. even my man Nino Niederreiter, which I love, hasn't scored in seven games. This is 
And, and you know what? You look at the Flames cupcake schedule going down the stretch. Could it be any more American Hockey League? Thanks, Gary Bettman. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, he I'm was looking for excuses, as you can tell. Yeah, he's so, targeting you, by the yeah. way. Gary's you, coming you after you. You should watch out for, for Nashville, not, not the Flames there. Yeah. yeah. Jesse's big on Nashville. You're big on Yeah, yeah. No, I think they can I'm sneak not. in. I don't, I don't think so. Oh, it's going to be the Flames punching the Jets in the face last minute. They Dave, just, out of yeah. all of the teams racing for that spot, yep. Nashville has the best goalie. And he's oh. been unreal. <laughs> I don't know about that. Dave, you can't take that. I don't that? know about that. You can't take that. that. <laughs> the Jets' only <laughs> consistency has been uh, what they have in that. Mm-hmm. And exactly. Yeah. And it's been slightly worse than a uh, division rival. Oh. Don't add to Dave's the, the five foot. <laughs> Oh. The the five foot five goaltender in Nashville isn't even going to be the starter next year, so I'm not <laughs> sure what you're talking about. <laughs> so. All right, Dave, hey, man, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate but, it, and uh, we will see you Monday, my friend. By the way, since Jess is picking on me, <laughs> Matthews has more goals than Willie now. What the hell's up with that? Oh, I know. That's true. That's it's good true. news for me. Yeah. Good news for me. I'm just, How dare I'm you? Just being a bully. I gotta go. See you later. <laughs> Hockey Dad Keith Kachuk. This is a Bleacher Report Open Ice that I'm getting this from. Uh, Hockey Dad Keith Kachuk not holding back on his son's team. They're a soft team, and they're getting everything they deserve right now. Wow. Now they did beat the Leafs this week, so we can't gloat too much. But it was in overtime. Yes, and, and they got outplayed the entire time. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they were bad. So, oh no, sorry, fifty nine minutes. Right. Yeah. What the fuck was that? I first know minute? that first minute was ridiculous. I remember being like, oh, and the Leafs came out so strong in the second period. You know, one of those goals was was called back, and it was offside. Yeah. Uh, but you know, they did come out the right way. The Leafs, I think, responded well. I wasn't upset about that loss at all. No. But I, I wanted to focus on the Panthers thing because this is a team that went from being the best team in the league last year, objectively, in, in the regular season. And then they got they kind of got slammed in the second round. And then to get better, they went out and made a huge trade for Matthew Chuck, who has been spectacular for them. You know, it's interesting, though. That trade looked like it could cost them in the standings. Well, because well, Uyghur was involved, right? Uyghur was... It was two for one, right? Like, Kachuk... I mean, obviously, it's two for one because of the age thing um, and maybe a little bit of intangibles thing. But, like, Huberto had a record-breaking season last year, and you give up. And not the Florida Panthers records, which are easy to get, by the way. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, but, like, no, like an NHL record. Winger. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, Florida Panthers record are, like. Did you play for us? Scott Mellonby with 45 <laughs> points in the 97-98 season, like. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's not a rich history, but they've been to the cup final more recently than the Leafs. Right. You know, just wait. Here, wait. No, there's got to be a button for that. No, no do not give him access to that. You know what, what's going to happen. I saw you on Tim and Sid. I know what you did. <laughs> there you go. I know what you did on that. You, you went after that thing aggressively. Yeah, and it was like three years before I was invited back. I don't understand why. <laughs> <laughs> could it How be? Could, I don't you couldn't it. talk about the Jays bullpen for <laughs> 10 minutes? <laughs> or football you know, on Canadian, you, on American Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, I'm Steve yeah. Dangle. You know I my biggest problem? I driving down to that oh. show, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know fucking shit. I don't, know, I don't know what we're going to talk well, about. Well, you just let Sid take it because you run with Sid. That's exactly yeah. what I did. Uh, by the way, shout out to Tim and Friends. The uh, the, the show is uh, is going off the air, but they're switching 
mentioned everybody over to the uh, Sportsnet Central thing, so that should be really cool for them. But we just want to do a shout out because Tim's a friend of the show. Um, do you want to play Keith? Can you? Yeah. Please. All right. Here is Keith Kachuk on first up with Carlo Koliakovo. Your son Matthew in town tonight here in Toronto to play the Maple Leafs. Big game for the Panthers. They've been struggling of late. I mean, Matthew owes you a little birthday gift. Like, he's going to tuck one tonight against the Leafs, right? Well, I hope so. I mean, this is do or die uh, for the Panthers right now. So, uh, you know, I watched them the other night, and, you know, I know I'm staying at Brady's house, but uh, Brady's team, uh, you know, they played really well. They'd have some jam, and, you know, I'm a little disappointed in the Panthers. You know, they're a bit, you know, they're a soft team, and they're getting everything they deserve right now. So, Walt, how has it been this year with Matthew's transition to Florida? Obviously, I mean, that's the quote. What? Yeah. Hold, okay. All right. You want, you want a little more? No. No? Okay. <laughs> Called him a soft team. Here, wait. <laughs> Do you hear that? What is it? Jeez, that's the gravitational pull of Toronto. I'm sorry. It is the center of the universe. It's the center oh, of the yeah. hockey universe for sure. Sure. It's the center of the NHL universe sure. for sure. Are you saying and if he said that on Florida radio, it wouldn't have had the same effect? It literally would not have mattered. I don't know if he'd be invited in on slightest. a Florida radio station, to be honest with you. It Unless is, it's Tampa. It, there are maybe five markets in the league. Um, I think I'm being generous where it would have had that impact. I will stop treating Toronto like the center of the hockey universe when the rest of the hockey universe stops treating Toronto like the center of the hockey universe. That was a strategic ploy by Keith Kachuk, and it was brilliant. Mwah. Chef's kiss. No notes. Why? CJ was on this on the CJ show that I was listening to before this show. Uh, supposedly, people within the Panthers organization are not upset in the slightest that Keith Kachuk did this because the Panthers don't get external pressure. They don't get, mm. uh, you know, they, they don't have fires to put out in their own market. But it's just so weird that this inflammatory quote came out as they're in Toronto to play the Leafs. Isn't it weird how, like, all these weird things seem to happen to teams when they're coming to town <laughs> and talking to Toronto? I thought it was just the Toronto media oh, making, uh, making something maybe, up. Maybe, oh, yeah, with doing their jobs and asking <laughs> questions. <laughs> And like, like fucking, the, they're asking about like the Brooks Kepka Aaron Ekblad thing, and Ekblad finally responds to it. And I'm like, did no one ask about this in the week since it happened? Like, what the? Anyway, it it was a brilliant ploy to put heat on the Panthers on top of the pressure that they have to make the playoffs. It added pressure to them to make the playoffs. It did. And you might be a Panthers fan listening to this, and oh, I was pressuring them to make the play. Yeah, you were. You were. You were. Most people aren't. So I, I, you got to help me understand something, because I have not caught the CJ show yet. Mm. So tell me why people within the organization are excited about this. They're excited about it because it, it, it gives the Panthers a little dose of uh, what the Leafs have to deal with every damn day. And the Canucks and, you know, it's a bunch of other big teams in the league or bigger market teams, whatever Rangers. you want to call it. The Rangers, for sure. The Rangers I mean, do. The pressure they get from Jesse, the Jesse Blake sports report alone. Oh, yeah. Is unbelievable. But but uh, they've risen to the occasion, you would say. I would say. The thing it's, is, is it's, that it's one thing to say, yeah, we need to win. Yeah, it's do or die. How about you're friggin' soft? 
Keith Kachuk said that about a team that is decidedly not soft. Like when when I first heard that quote, I'm like, okay, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like you want to talk about teams in the East that are definitely not soft. I mean, the Panthers would definitely make that list. Uh, I mean, they're a little softer without Sam Bennett there, but I mean, well, Matthew Kachuk and Radko Gudis alone. Any, yeah, any team that squad. employs Radko Gudis is yeah. not, by definition, you can't be. That guy has no interest in the puck. So what's the point then? <laughs> Why did he do it? To light a fire under him and get him to fucking play hockey, which I don't know. Maybe that's been a struggle for them. Maybe that's why they're still not locked into a playoff spot. And maybe it was somewhat of a message to, eh, I don't want to say it was a message to his son, because I think he would have had that conversation privately. But to me, I gained some respect for Matthew Kachuk. Uh, because that Keith Kachuk quote comes out, and who is the first Panther to take the ice and be a shithead? Matthew. Matthew. Kachuk. Well, Radko Gudis and Michael Bunting too. Yeah, but mm-hmm. he was. But Kachuk was first. It was every whistle. Every I, I tweeted this, and I'm I'm amazed how little pushback I got because people just understand that it's true. Matthew Kachuk understands something. I wish the Leafs would have learned from the Bruins in 2018 and 2019, and and they just haven't. Unless you're a complete idiot after the whistle is blown. So you play, you play, you play, play stops because the whistle is blown. Unless you're a complete idiot, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. You can shove the guy, give him a little cross little check, face give him a little, a little bruise, give him a bruise. Yeah, you can. But you, you do that. How many shifts do you get in a game? Like 25? Yeah. If you're a top six guy, you do that 25 fucking times. You tell yeah. me that's not going to needle the opponent. And, Spe- and then try, multiply that over seven games. Well, and just like the amount of thinking you need to do and like preparation for your next shift and what went wrong and what went right and what we need to do next time. And so much of that thinking time is taken up by just your hatred of that fucking shithead who just did that to you. Like the Bruins aren't just a great team they make you worse and this this is what they pull your focus yes and i know this is steve's sermon about you know how much i appreciate how the bruins play hockey like please please follow them they've been very successful i don't know if you've noticed and matthew kachuk is that to an absolute t now gudis does some of that stuff takes it too far he's also not great anymore. no no, he it, used to be a, an analytics darling, and that's cool. But he's always a third pair guy. You need it, it, it. It's not the Bruins aren't great because Charlie Coyle's like that. They're great because Brad Marchand's like that. Well, and nothing against like Charlie that. Coyle. They're like that because everyone's like yeah. That. But like Trent Frederick and and Brad Marchand are both the same level of shithead. But Brad Marchand's a very, very he's an Olympic level hockey. player. If he wasn't a shithead, he would still bang out like 80 points at least exactly you know yeah. uh so we always kind of default to the bruins in that conversation because they've been the kind of they get their reputation, brand that's their brand but the real answer is the tampa bay lightning yep they oh, are Jesse yeah. nailed it they are their stars nailed are it. the biggest assholes in nikita kucherov and steven stamkos who is basically another referee on the ice there's five on the ice when he's out there and they also have the winning to back it up you know the, the bruins haven't won in a while they've been to the stanley cup recently mm-hmm. uh, a couple years ago but like the tampa bay lightning they have the winning and the shitheadness to let's them, out of their stars let's let's allow ourselves to to fan, fantasize do you do you have a fantasy button a magic button no 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 
No. I hate this. All right, forget it. I'm sorry I asked. Let's fantasize. Okay, Leafs play round one. It's against Tampa. All right? They find a way to win. Leafs play round two. It's against Boston. They find a way to win. Mm -hmm. Leafs play round three. Let's say it's against the Rangers, and they find a way to win. That's three consecutive teams that'll just be absolute dickheads to you and fuck you up during the play and after it. It's a war. It's a war. The Stanley Cup playoffs are. It's a it's a war to get through these things. And, you know, maybe there's no point in them getting engaged in these battles. Like I'm I'm starting to make this about the lease very slowly. It so, is though. So maybe yeah, it is <laughs> and it isn't. Like we're talking we're talking about the Panthers and, yeah, yeah. and everything. That was a playoff game for the Florida Panthers. So they played like it was a playoff game. They did all that shit after the whistle. Yep. When push comes to shove for the Leafs, they have to do it too. Does it make sense to do it in game 74 when you can be pretty confident you're going to end up where you're going to end up? No, no, probably not. Yeah. Probably not. But the Panthers, I mean, you saw um, the celebration when they tied it and Brandon Montour's reaction to that overtime winner. That was that was as big a celebration as I've seen for any playoff overtime goal because that's, that's exactly what it was. So I think Keith Kachuk got the Panthers ready for war, challenged them to be mm -hmm. ready for war, and Matthew Kachuk was the general. You want me to hurt right. you in your core a little, Stephen? Do it. What happens if you do all those things that you just said, and it's game one of the playoffs, and your name is Kyle, Kyle Clifford? Clifford. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he took it and too far. Also, also, if did you want to... Did he, or yeah. did they give him too much? No, 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 no. The suspension no, was no, no, too no, no, much. No. The penalty was fine. You're both wrong. Any team that wants to beat Tampa Bay cannot be starting Kyle Clifford in the first game. That's true. It's Clifford and Simmons. Well, yeah. but Cl Simmons who looked good. But yeah, Simmons way. was looking real good, uh, uh, like real good, and he looked good against Florida. Like really, <laughs> we'll good. find I out. Love, we'll find out if home. he's any if he's comparable to Radom Zahorna on Saturday. I love when they gave him the coincidental minor just because his name is Wayne Simmons. And I was, know. He was what near the, the roughing that? that was going on. There's no reason he should have had that penalty. Also, the um, the penalty that Willie drew, I can't remember who the player was, but it was fabricated. It's completely fabricated. Which one was that? I think it was on Carter Verhage. They called him for holding. Oh, yeah. And then the play <laughs> continues, and Willie trips on Verhage's stick. The and stick then the arm goes yeah. up, and he's like... Holding and Paul Maurice goes, uh, he goes that, that that's the funniest Paul Maurice clip. Forget anything that he said after the game and forget him blowing up at his team. This was the funniest clip. He said something along the lines of, "That's fucking horse shit." And then they announced number twenty three for holding, and he goes, and you very clearly see in his face, he's like, "What the fuck? That's fucking horse shit." So you saw him say that's fucking horse shit, and then. It's not what he thought at all, and he's like, "I'm, I'm committing. I'm sticking to it. That's horseshit." Because well, the call made no sense. He was right either way. Yeah. Well, it was a hold, but they did not call it. No, he called the hold because Willie tripped over the stick that fell. Yeah. That's why he got a penalty for holding because he lost his stick and Willie tripped over it. It was, it's a fabricated penalty. We all saw what happened, and yeah. then the refs just go and pretend like we didn't. Like television doesn't exist. Like we're we're in the 1800s and this wasn't broadcast. Like I don't I don't understand what these refs think is happening. The whole family is sitting around a radio the yeah. size of a fridge. Like yeah, I, I, I 
I don't I don't get it, man. Do you think no. that the refs do you think the Sorry. refs Sorry. Well, do you think that they care? I don't think they care. They, they don't should. act like they care. They should care. But I don't they know if they do. I think they're doing their best, but like sometimes. You made it up. <laughs> okay. You made it up. Okay. It benefited the Leafs, so I'm not going to complain yeah, that sure much, did. but you made it up. Um Okay. Uh I just want to throw something out there, Jesse. There is a picture I sent you from Twitter. All right. And I want you that to just mean anything. I just want No, no, it's 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 in your thing. Uh and I didn't know See, there is like in Star Wars, there's only supposed to be one Skywalker, but no, there is another. <laughs> and this is Cam McDavid. What? Have you ever seen a picture? I didn't know Connor McDavid had a brother. <laughs> and that is Connor McDavid. Though. Drawn from memory. I thought <laughs> that is Connor McDavid drawn from memory. Is that wild? Isn't that wild? How, uh, what's the age gap? I. It, it has to be several hours. Right. <laughs> They are identical. Wow, that's that's scary. Even the even the that's brows. That's not Connor McDavid. It, on, the only thing that's different is Connor's haircut. That's it. I know. That's it. I know sets of twins that don't look as alike as McDavid, Connor, and Cam. I, I actually had to look that up. I don't think they are twins. No, they're not. I don't think so. And this isn't just Connor. No, no. You can. He's a different <laughs> build. You can tell. I mean, one's a I professional athlete, I guess, but. What? Oh wait, does he? Are they twins? No, he is. Yeah, <laughs> oh, twins. Cameron McDavid, twin brother. Oh, yeah, yeah. There, that makes much. Yeah. More Why sense. isn't that like? What? So it was a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How am I just finding this dude was drafted in 2015? Yeah, we've yeah. known about him since like 2013. Uh, We've known about him since like the year the show was created. Okay, so he has a twin <laughs> brother. According, hold on. <laughs> okay, you guys are gonna laugh at me here, but I'm getting my sources from Factboys.com. <laughs> you really should have your ass kicked uh, for that. Connor McDavid's twin brother, Cameron McDavid, is a well-known uh, Canadian ice hockey player. Cameron's widely. Oh, they got it all mixed up. Connor McDavid's twin brother, Cameron, is a well-known Canadian ice hockey player. That's not right. No, uh, they're not. They're not. Uh, they they're are not, not twins. Yeah. No. They're not twins at all. I should kick your ass. Yeah. Adam, I really should kick your Adam, ass. Adam, you are spreading misinformation. Cameron's, uh, Cameron, what the fuck is 29? He's been with his, uh, apparently he's been Adam. with his wife for 10 years. Yeah. Adam, what the fuck? <laughs> Cameron. It's just But wild. they look at enough alike that I you, believed it. It was believable. Until I heard you... Fucking went to factboys.com. Yeah. And by the way, boys is spelled B-O-Y-Z. You so when you go to factboys.com, you got to know factboys.com. That's, that's oh, mundane here. and untrue. Oh, hold on. We got this other picture of them. <laughs> Man. It's wild. This is a wild. Just, it's, no, I have twin cousins who do not look as alike as these two. Here's them together. I have never they seen look, that See, you can tell here in this photo that he's the older you know, brother and, and Connor's the younger But that's one. because Connor's so young there. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. so no. I'm saying like yeah. they didn't always look like identical twins. No, dude. that's That picture is from... Oh, I'm a fucking idiot. That's the article. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's the article yeah. updated. I'm like, oh, my God. That picture's from today. <laughs> that picture is from an hour ago? A gala an hour ago at noon? 
In this economy? <laughs> Jesse Just did the longest standing. Aurora Boy Alice are fucking stupid. <laughs> You're the last man standing. Adam and I are so fucking oh, dumb. Oh, no, I'm next. Oh, oh no. It's coming, Jesse. No, but, it's so coming. McDavid is freshly shaven in that photo. If they both have beards, they're identical. And also, I'm a fucking idiot. You guys are dummies. <laughs> <laughs> One, they are not twins. Two, this was not taken an hour ago. <laughs> I was like, March 31st? But that's today. <laughs> what breakfast gala is this? And it's in Alberta? They're at a gala at 1049 in the morning? Connor also what? looks like 17 in this photo. <laughs> that's what I was saying. I was like, that's clearly child Connor McDavid. He doesn't look like that anymore. Yeah, so they didn't always look like twins, but, but now it they seems do. like Connor has grown into Cameron, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. yeah. I think no press conference and we leave for the day. Uh, I, think, I don't care. I think we're done. If I'm if I'm wrong about Connor having a twin, I can I can live with that. I can live with that. What was the what, what was the website? Fact Boys. <laughs> Not to be confused with fat, fat boys. boys. Fat I am super boys. not. Oh my god! What fact? What is boys. it? Uh, what you never been to factboys.com to find out your no! facts about the boys? To spread no! information. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's the problem? Get your information from lying high school students on TikTok, like okay. the rest of us. <laughs> um, hey, uh, I don't know what this means, but we're going to go through it anyway. A formal complaint in the Maricopa County Superior Court has Phoenix, the owners and operators of Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport, suing Tempe for a breach of contract, asking the court rescind Tempe's recent zoning and land use changes uh, to prohibit future residential that will prohibit future residential uses uh, in the area uh, that the FAA says is incompatible with residential development. So essentially, uh, Phoenix is suing Tempe right now about the place where the coyotes are supposed to build this arena now i guess they've been negotiating for months and um they said the phoenix aviation department does not object to sports arenas restaurants shops and other compatible uses related to the proposed tempe entertainment district today's action is about ensuring tempe lives up to its commitments to protect our state's largest economic engine Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport with more than 57,000 employees. And I, I guess, um, I, so here's how, the, here's how Tempe responded. Are you ready for this? American politics, gotta love it. The complaint filed by the Phoenix Arizona, sorry, Phoenix Aviation uh, Department represents new heights of hypocrisy. Whoa! While it is okay for Phoenix to build a baseball stadium, a basketball arena, a soccer stadium, in the flight path of the Sky Harbor Airport, somehow it's wrong for Tempe's uh, when Tempe attempts to convert an old polluted landfill into a new sports and entertainment district, and there is no shortage of new residential development in and around downtown Phoenix sports venues, nor is there a shortage of residential units in and around the airport in Phoenix. So essentially what they're saying is, listen, we have 57,000 employees. Phoenix is saying that there's 57,000 employees that work at that airport. That area needs to be reserved for residential. And what Tempe is saying is you can build all the shit that you want and you're trying to stop us from building mm, right. all this and residential units. What the hell's the problem? It's weird. Um, Do you not long for the day where the biggest story about the Arizona Coyotes is that they is the record? Hockey? Like just the record. Just yeah. This is the thing. So here's hockey. here's here's why this matters. And I don't even know. I don't understand this. I'll be flat out. I read several articles on it. I don't quite get it. But what I what I do. S do understand is that this stuff can hold up processes when you involve when you have a city 
suing another city, mm -hmm. it can hold up the thing that the first city is suing the second city about. Do you mean that the future of the Arizona Coyotes shouldn't have been based off a plan that is essentially pissing into the wind? Well, I mean, if you believe the reports out of Tempe, it's a great, it's a great uh, proposal. And, and frankly, it sounds it sounds amazing. They're taking a landfill. Every and proposal's great. You have an opportunity to present an idea from scratch with no practical. How do you fuck an idea up? It's once you start performing and building the thing. Every proposal's great. I saw the proposal. It's great. Of course it is. There, there. It's an idea for a sports building. <laughs> You could go to any elementary school and find a, a lesser crayon version of the exact same thing. One day, I'm going to build a hockey building, and there's going to be three floors, and basketball is going to be played on this floor, and all of a sudden, you've created Madison Square Garden. Right. Except you're a child, so yeah. there's going to be a pizza hut connected to it and also a spaceship up here, and every proposal is great. Mm-hmm. Most proposals, some proposals are from stupid people. Yep. Most proposals are great. The practical's not going great. I'm so sick of the Arizona Coyotes organization. The teams play fun games in a fun building. Mm -hmm. That's fine. With bad lighting. With bad lighting. Bad lighting. Yeah. Terrible lighting. But there's several teams around the league with horrendous lighting and no one does anything about it and I'm shocked. But anyway, continue. Yeah. Well, and oh, it's a great San Jose atmosphere. And Florida. Great atmosphere. No, but at least they don't have shadows. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That too. That too. <laughs> um, but but uh, it, I'm so sick. I'm so sick of it. Like you, you were talking about the Aviation Council, and I'm like, it's, I know it's so. It's, <laughs> oh, hey, my Steve, banal. It's extremely banal. It's or talking banal. about the planals. I, I, dude, dude. Here's the here's the interesting part, and this is from ArizonaSports.com. Uh, they involved those involved on the Coyotes th side thought this disagreement between the two cities had been settled. Mm -hmm. Quote, the bottom line is the airport actually came out and publicly said they were standing down from any opposition. Coyotes president and CEO Xavier Gutierrez said on Arizona Sports Burns and Gambo show March 2nd uh, regarding the December change of heart from Sky Harbor. So that is a public statement. They've made it. And it really stems from the fact that the intergovernmental agreement between Phoenix and Tempe does allow this. The challenge there had nothing to do with this project, and it really is about the expansion of the airport, truth be told. So I guess they want to expand the airport a little bit, too. Um, but uh, There is absolutely a need to expand the airport. We're very much in favor of this. Uh, Phoenix and Sky Harbor, you can look and utilize the land in the city of Tempe to bring them to the table, blah, 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 blah. So this is the, just season five of Yellowstone without any of the things that make that show interesting. It seems that way. Cool. And, and, and again, I'm not saying that this will hold up the Coyotes. But if it holds up the entertainment district, then the whole point of putting the team in Tempe So, yeah, changes. congrats. You've invented the Ottawa Senators currently. They, it, it, without the district, <laughs> like, what's the long-term viability, right? So maybe three years from now, like they claim, they're out of Mullet Arena and they're already playing in this new arena, which I still don't know how that's possible. But they're, they're saying that that's what it's going to be. So maybe that's going to happen. But then... You're going to tell me that, well, what if, what if, what if this, this litigation goes on for a decade? That can happen easily. Easily. It's just, it sounds like the airport's just lobbying for more airport space. Yes. 
they like want they, their. They just yeah. want to expand the airport a little. And they, and they they're also, a little jealous that oh, across the street they're getting a huge entertainment thing. It would seem it, also it seems like the right thing to do to have an entertainment space right next to an airport, right? Pump jump uh, off the plane. I'm no city planner, but I've been to Las Vegas. And Las Vegas is set up beautifully in that you land right there at the airport, and next to it is a giant-ass football stadium, uh, a strip that's world-renowned for everything it is, and then the hockey arena and Las Vegas itself. I don't know, it's Jesse. It's amazing. I don't know, Jesse. An airport that close to the city, I might actually hear the engines. Oh, no. This never works for Vegas. I hate that It's fantastic. Can't um, also, it. arguing about airports is fucking boring. I'm just saying, Yo, but hey, is this... Is this it's kind of banal, Adam. You know... Yeah. It is, but but well, I brought it up for that reason. It's like the the George Clooney uh, in in South Park the South Park movie. It never gets any easier, and then we and then they walk away. It's just, it's. I, I what do you even say? Well, I think what you say is this: the real question is, who do the Coyotes draft with their second first rounder? Because they actually have another that they got in the Jacob Chicken trade. Oh, they did! Wow, that's yeah. great. It's it is top uh, ten protected. I, I believe, mm-hmm. and I want to know how that's going to affect the airport deal. <laughs> Fucking store! I'm so sick of this! They, dude, we've been doing this show for a decade, and the vast majority of the conversations to do with the Arizona Coyotes are where are they going to play? The other vast Over is, is apologizing to Coyotes fans for being so hard on the Coyotes, and they get I'm mad not at apologizing! Us. Well, I, what we is have. the Stockholm Syndrome relationship you have with this fucking hockey team? <laughs> <laughs> it's different from my Stockholm Syndrome relationship I have with my hockey team. That mine is they keep fucking losing and I keep showing up. <laughs> the Arizona one is uh, they keep losing and they don't show up because they're in a different building. Ah! Like, dude, why are you letting them put you through this? Now, this might mean nothing. People are going to say this means nothing. I still think there's some smoke here. The majority of people here. are not letting them put them through this, by the way. They're just like, okay, I'll watch the Cardinals or like some shit. How is hockey supposed to like, yeah, well, Arizona gave you Sean Couturier and Austin Matthews. And yeah, okay, great. Imagine how many more stars could have come out of Arizona in the hockey world if your team wasn't a complete fucking clown car. Why are the Phoenix Suns such a great success? Like that's a storied NBA a franchise. Because Rudy Gobert said today the NHL or the NBA wants them to win. That too. That's what Rudy <laughs> Gobert said. That, was that a quote? Yes. Yeah, you didn't see he that. He said the no, Suns no. and the Kings and the Warriors. Oh, he's going to get the NBA tr- an unbelievable. Sum what, of money. what was what was the context of him saying this? Like, what was he asked? Let, let me let me look it up. Well, because he was upset that they lost to the Suns. Oh my gosh. Rudy, shut up. It was definitely worse than... Rudy's, it was at least as bad as Fred Van Vliet. Rudy's was. super good at um, saying stuff that's really stupid sometimes. Okay, question. This is from... Oh, you got the question everything. Nice. Yeah. This is from uh, Chris Hine. Question. The refs were calling it free-flowing in the first half. Then a lot of fouls in the second half. Did that make it harder to defend? Go bear. It's bullshit. Bullshit. It's not fair. It's really not fair. Every night. I've been in this league for 10 years, and I try to always give the benefit of the doubt, but it's hard for me to think they're not trying to help them win tonight. It's hard for me to think they didn't try to help the Warriors win the other night or Sacramento Kings the other night. It's just so obvious. As a basketball player that's been in this league uh, for so long, it's disrespectful, and it sucks, to be honest. 
We work so hard uh, to be in a position to compete with the rest, uh, with the best, sorry. And we just get manipulated into those situations where it just impacts the game uh, for the other team too much. They know how to do it. They do it a lot of different ways. Tonight was another way of doing it. But it's all good, said the man who doesn't think it's all good at all. We understand that it's also a business. Unfortunately, it's sad, but uh, it's good also. It's really good, but it's true. This Now this is jumping the shark. We understand that we're not the biggest of uh, markets, and we're a team that I think you want to see KD in the playoffs, uh, Steph in the playoffs, and you want to see LeBron in the playoffs. Timberwolves are not there yet. We got to keep putting our head down, keep playing through that, and it's frustrating for sure, especially for me. So there's Rudy Gobert essentially implying that the league has a mandate to rig games against the Minnesota Timberwolves, and specifically the last three games against the Minnesota Timberwolves, which I think is probably going to get him fined a shitload of money. I agree. But I also think, back to the Coyotes for a second. <laughs> but my point was, why is Phoenix is a... Pro sport, major pro sport franchise. Yes. The, the Phoenix Suns. The, the Suns the are so big four. that they're rigging games for them. Yes. They are uh, one of the best franchises in the NBA, you know, historic, historic yeah. franchise. And they've been very successful. I mean, the I NHL, feel like pro sports can work in that state. And yeah. we have proof, proof of concept. And the other league, and hockey, can't figure it out. That's why the NHL has rigged it for the uh, Coyotes to stay in that market. I mean, there's no other way to look at it at this point. They're still there because they're not called the Atlanta Coyotes. like, Or the Quebec City Coyotes. Or the Hartford Coyotes. If it was any other market, they would have been long fucking gone. If there was any other market, even if you got to look at it like this, too. Like a market in like, a Canadian city. People are like, yeah, they're, but they're trying to make them a viable franchise. And I get all that. But had you stayed in any of the cities that Steve just mentioned and just broken even, it would have been a net gain for the NHL over the last 30 years. <laughs> Had you just broken even? Had your balance sheet at the end of the year been zero? When, when did the Coyotes join the NHL? Like 90 they moved 96. 96 or 97? I think it was 96. Okay. Collectively. 95, 96. That's collectively. So 41 home dates per season since then. Combined. Mm -hmm. All those seasons. Which market would have had the most butts in seats? Collectively over the franchise's entire time there. Arizona, Saskatoon, or Halifax? I think Arizona's third. Easily. Yeah. Because Saskatoon, they can put 40,000 people... Well, Regina, sorry. They can put 40,000 people in the seats in Regina. Yeah. Easily, every game. And neither of those cities is even close to big enough for... Mm -hmm. and, and Nova Scotia... Uh, there's a lot of cities within driving distance. People, if there was a team on the East Coast, people would go. It's just the corporate sponsorship dollars aren't there. Yeah, I'm just, I'm. Listen, I too am looking forward to a resolution here because I'm so sick of talking about this. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like I said this to you five years ago on the show. I'm so sick of talking. Uh, the about first this. show we ever did, uh, ten years minus two months ago. One of the first topics I brought up was the Coyotes arena situation. That's one of the first things. How many and I said to you at the time, this lasted? I introduced it at the time as, when are we going to be able to stop talking about this? I wasn't an adult. I probably couldn't vote like the first time this situation came up. When Enough. were the, uh, when was this franchise founded? The Arizona Coyotes franchise? 
Uh, are you gonna? Ni- you're probably gonna say seventy nine, sixty eight, nineteen seventy two. Blow it out your the ass. WHA. The WHA is the Winnipeg. Shut Jets. up. <laughs> Shut up. Go to the NHL record. Doesn't belong Shut to the team. Up. <laughs> or it doesn't belong in the city. Doesn't belong no, in the city. No. Which city? Phoenix, Glendale, Tempe. Fuck off. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> Enough. Holy. No, guys, get used to Mullet Arena because you're going to be there a while. Apparently, the Steve, you were very right about road teams coming in. They like been, it. And now that it's been a season, it's been not even a season because they didn't start until December. Um, but or they had the two games. Remember they had the two games or three games, low homestand, then they had to finish the arena. Yes. And then they came yeah. back after the, another long road trip. So road teams have had a little bit of trouble coming in there because of how... Uh, the, they don't take it how, seriously. How much fun the area around oh i bet it's a it's a university how how good the campus is you know it's a little different environment so road teams of having not the usual trip in to tempe they give all the visiting players a meal card so they can go get some to eat before the game yeah go get a nice piece of greasy pizza from the calf yeah it's just oh the atmosphere is so great okay go yell in a tiny room and then go yell in a big room which mm -hmm. one's louder the tiny room stupid it's not an NHL thing. So let me jump in on that. Sure. That is a good point. It's a great jumping off point. I want you to know the public vote for approval of the entertainment district in Tempe comes on May 16th. Oh. Marty Walsh, who was uh, introduced to the media as the head of the NHLPA yesterday, and he's our next topic anyway, talked about this. Brother of Alan Walsh. Not twin. <laughs> no, twin. According to fartboys.com, <laughs> twin brother of Alan Walsh. Can you believe that, you guys? Wow. Fart boys with a Z. Don't yeah. you forget it. No, I just Googled it. Fart boys said they're twins. <laughs> so, d- definitely true facts.eagle.facebook. Good job, Adam. Birthdayfacts.com. Um, Marty Walsh is meeting with uh, the Arizona players next week. And, quote, there's a few concerns. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought it was great. <laughs> Concerns? Uh, Concerned that they're having too much voice, fun? Could your voice get a little higher? This is concerns. <laughs> what are you talking about? Ha! <laughs> it's it's an absolutely incredible experience to play there. What a gift! The salary cap mm-hmm. is one of the concerns named, as in Arizona's not spending to it. Um, they're not spending. Even near the floor. No. They have their own budget. No. If you're you're mad about Tampa winning the cup with a $90 million payroll a couple years ago, you need to be equally mad about the Coyotes now. Okay? Uh, But also, the new arena ballot initiative. They're playing in a college arena. These are National Hockey League players. They should be playing in a good, strong arena. If the vote doesn't go the right way, what happens? It's something that needs to be addressed pretty quickly. That... They're pissing into the wind. The, the whole plan for the Coyotes is probably going to be great if it works. Do you know how much shit can happen in four years? What happens? It, it, this whole thing could fall apart in like five weeks. Four years ago, we were broadcasting in a studio that was barely held together with tape at Bell with the Purelator truck. Dude. <laughs> like, that was a yes. decent studio. It was no, it wasn't great. It was okay. It just it was in disrepair. I'd like it had to definitely potential. not it's, sneaking into that building. You weren't sneaking time. in. Um, they knew. Here's here's a question. The Coyotes have 14 forwards on the roster right now. 
And they have one, two, three. They have four guys on, on injured reserve. Mm-hmm. Not long-term injured reserve because that would give them cap relief, but they don't need that. So they just put them on injured reserve. <laughs> They haven't. Need, I don't think they've ever used a, LTIR. <laughs> anyway, it's a shell company. Continue. Continue. It's, continue. <laughs> who makes more, the forwards or the 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 fourteen forwards or the four players on injured reserve? Oh, it's got to be the four players on injured reserve. It's got to be. So it's not quite. Oh, the the fourteen forwards add up to thirty point eight million. That's as much as it costs to have Marner, Nylander, Matthews. Um and Willie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, wait, I did I say Willie. Tavares? Yeah. Tavares. Yeah. Oh, yeah. even no, those three players make more combined than the entire forward core of the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> yep. And, and you, think, the, you still think Austin wants to go to Arizona, huh? Yep. Okay. Oh, well, right. for sure. He's dying. Um and uh the four players on injured reserve, twenty six point nine. Twenty six point is three point one or whatever. It's it's barely a difference. Now, if you add dead cap, because they have a little bit of dead cap in retained salary, they have four hundred fifty thousand for Nick Bugstad, nine hundred ninety thousand. So let's say a million for Oliver Ekman Larson, and two point six two five million retained for Patrick Kane. If you add those up, does it become more than the fourteen forwards? I don't know. Guess maybe. it's about the same. What's it, the total? It's a shell company. It does. It three point eight. Uh, <laughs> Twenty six. Yeah, it's you, you pass it. So the players, not the seven players, not playing for the Arizona Coyotes, mm-hmm. make more than the fourteen forwards who are. Yeah, it's a shell. It's a shell company. It's uh, good tax write off. It is. It's a great tax write. So owning a pro sports franchise is a great write off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could donate to a charity, or you could just own the Arizona Coyotes. It's a, it's, a, it's a joke. It's it's a joke. And here's the thing: the problem I personally have is is um, when you know we talk about teams exceeding the cap in real dollars, right? Everybody seemed to have a problem with that. Or Montreal fans tried to make it a problem. And then Kucherov wore that T-shirt and it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care because I think the cap's stupid. The Habs, I know. the Habs are going to have a payroll of like 150 million when they make the playoffs. 100. They've already got close to 100 million right now in real dollars. I don't care because because to me, the cap uh, the cap is stupid. It's a fundamentally flawed system that doesn't actually help small market teams. And if you actually look at the math and look at the numbers and do some research, you will see that it's clear clear as day. The revenue share model is bullshit. It's broken. It sucks. Here's here's where I hate it. I told you that you should be equally mad if a team goes over. If you're mad about that, you should also be mad at a, at a team that's under. I think you should be more mad at the team that's under. I, You know what? I think you're right. And I think the reason for that should be obvious, which is the teams that are going over are trying to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The teams that are... Play- Listen, guys, we all saw what the Coyotes did at the deadline this year. And you can say, well, they're rebuilding for the future. And I'd say, what about the previous nine years? What about the what what has happened since they went to the conference finals? They by the time like let's say they get Connor Bedard. Right. They won't even be in their new building by the time his ELC's up. Yeah, no. Well, they're telling you they will. He's not even in the league yet. They've lost 
I think that I think they were expecting to break ground sooner than this too. That's my understanding. And like they were supposed to be in this three years. How long? Like it takes minimum two seasons to build an arena. They listen. Minimum. No disrespect to what some of the players are accomplishing, like Clayton Keller. Oh, no question. But uh, and, and listen, no disrespect to the fans that go. Yeah. It's a shame their games count. Well, and I it's eighty two exhibition. I'm also They're not an NHL. I, I still haven't heard anything definitive because you got to remember part of the uh, part of those salary cap is based on HRR hockey related revenue. So when you hear somebody say, "Oh, well, you know, we got to look into the HRR," that's what it is, and it's supposed to be a, an even split between the players and ownership. Um, what I have not seen is the Coyotes were always going to lose money this year. And no matter how hard they tried. Yes. And the contributions they were going to give had they been in what was the previous one? It wasn't Glendale, was it? No, the previous one was It was Glendale, wasn't it? No, it was Who cares? Uh, the previous they, one in Gila River. Gila River. Yeah. I knew it was an H. Had they been in Gila River, the potential yeah. was there for them to contribute more money to HRR. If I am the head of the NHLPA, my first question is how are we including them when they, out of their own stupidity, bump themselves out of their own arena and their contribution will therefore have to be less than otherwise? It's a charity franchise. Well, but, but you understand what I'm saying, right? Because the, the players are going to make less money because the owner didn't pay his taxes on time. <laughs> And got booted from the arena. Yeah, and just for clarity, that was Gila River Arena. That's the name of the arena. It was in it Glendale. Was, yeah, it was yeah. in Glendale. It was okay, in sorry. Glendale, yeah. Sorry. It's not even called that anymore. It's the Desert Diamond Arena. Ooh. Yeah. In and Glendale. literally, can you imagine how and, bad and, like, things have to be? there now? This is what I'm saying. Jeff Dunham? Like, what the fuck? Anyway. How bad do things have to be that a hockey arena in the middle of the desert kicks out an NHL franchise? Think about that. No one's made anything of that. No one wants to say that because it's like, oh, it's your punching down. I'm not insulting Coyotes fans. I've what, always in an been. NHL team. No one punching you, down. It has never. That's never, how it's been never, framed to me. Never, never been about the fans. You're making up an argument. Fucking stop. Fucking stop. What's it about, Steve? The team is not trying. Even when they're trying to win, they won't be trying to make money. Like you get Connor Bedard. Like when? Listen, it's a business. Mm -hmm. Just like Rudy Gobert said. Hmm. Okay. In that very long quote that I read unnecessarily. All right. <laughs> uh, when are some, they going to park? regrets about that? Uh, yeah, a little. As I was reading it, I'm like, this is longer than I thought. <laughs> and then did you touch every mic on your way out? Too? I, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Great memories, Rudy. Thank you for that. When are they going to participate in the business model? Well, because they're not right now. And that's what... That's what I, you know, that's what I would want. I want, why did no one ask Marty Walsh that? Why is no one asking this question? This is a big question. The hockey-related revenues are going to be less because the Coyotes are not in an NHL arena. No, Adam. Well, the argument is they'll actually lose less money in this building because of fart and puke and fart. Dude, you don't get a team. Here's the prerequisite is you need a minimum of 15,000 seats in your building or fuck off. You're not an NHL club. It doesn't need to be that it's not an NHL city. Mm -hmm. I tell you what, Tempe is not an NHL city. You know how I know that? They don't have a building! 
Yeah, but they will have one. Great! We'll put them there <laughs> when, they when it's built. In the meantime, <laughs> the coyotes can go to some other far more viable market and you can get an expansion team like everyone else. And pay the fee. And pay the fee. And I want you to pay the fee because it goes to the business model. They're trying to make money. This if, is, they're trying. That's how the league survives. That it, jersey you get and you go, yeah. Every time you show up to a game, it's because the team is trying to make money. It's HRR, baby. Yeah, and when they yeah. do a good job of it, the team, in theory, gets better. And, ah, ah, more opportunities for you to go, ah, and they make cool shit that you buy because you're happy with the team and they make more money. It's This is the system. This is the ecosystem, and the Coyotes are not participating in it. They're a novelty. Hey, let's go to a fucking Radio Shack and watch an NHL game. Dude, I've done that. It's called the preseason every year. You can go watch the Leafs play some random team, and you're like, wow, Patrick Marlowe's Enrico Coliseum. That's fucking silly. Every year it happens, and it's a fun atmosphere, and we talk about why don't they do this more often, and then you go to an actual NHL building, and you go, oh, that's why. Have you ever heard the, uh, there's like a, this is true for whether you're a kindergarten teacher and your kids are out on a walk uh, or you're an army marching across the desert. You go as fast as your slowest participant because you can't leave anybody behind. Mm-hmm. Same is true as in business. You go as fast as your slowest asset. And in this particular case, the Coyotes have been a drag on the NHL. But what's interesting is that every time uh, Gary Bettman jumps in and saves them. And the reason he has to do that is because Gary's the one that chooses who gets to buy them. Every single time the ownership has changed, Gary has been like, you know what? I think these are the guys. And when they fail, he goes, hold on. Let's let's have the league purchase the team. We'll get a new owner in. They'll be much better and I'll decide. How was it at the end of it? And then he jumps in and he goes, well, we got to save these owners. Let's get these guys. And what does it go back to? Steve, what did you say about every proposal? Uh, it's good because it's fantasy. Right. And, because and, it, all and of there's these no guys, practice yet. All of the people that have owned this team came in with great proposals. Where are we at? And the reason Gary jumps in and saves them every time, if you're wondering, is because he put them there and he put the ownership groups there. All of them. Mm-hmm. Starting from when they left Winnipeg. This is his reputation, right? Why'd they leave Winnipeg? They weren't making money, Steve. Hmm wasn't because people weren't going though people were going wouldn't make money anyway uh moving on to marty walsh um he uh one of the big quotes that come out of this is is a pretty weak willed quote but one that you would expect from the new head of the nhlpa who is representing the interests of all the players um and and this has to do with the pride jerseys and so this kind of to me this sort of kicks off a tenure of what I think the players want. And I believe everybody's sort of, I, I think this is not, I don't know if, I don't know about this administration. I'll put it that way. He starts off with, uh, he walked, um, uh, the LGBTQ community shouldn't feel hockey players are turning their back on them when they don't wear the jerseys. If a player doesn't want to wear the jersey in warm up, they shouldn't be forced to. Uh, and he said that, um, you know, somebody said if, you know, well, what about if the player misses warm-up, they shouldn't be able to play, which is something that we talked about with Provorov. And he said, no, I don't think that should be the case at all. Why? 
Nobody followed up. Can you read the second sentence? Uh, which, which, uh, just if a player up. doesn't wear or doesn't want to wear a pride jersey in warm up, they shouldn't be forced to. Yeah, fine. Can you, can you read the first one? The LGBTQ community shouldn't feel hockey players are turning their backs on them. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> who the fuck are you? Yeah, you shouldn't be telling people how to feel. Yeah. You shouldn't. <laughs> Do that for another group there, Marty. See how that goes. Try that. Try that. You what? shouldn't feel any sting. Don't hit me. Because I hit you. I got the point. And then I told you how to feel Listen, about I, it. I, yeah. I, I understand you. Sorry, I love you. I didn't hit you that hard though. Did I? No. I think that was. You can hit mean. me back. Do you want to hit me back? No. Okay. Um, All right. What's what's? The, I'm sorry. Listen. No. At, at you know, you got to remember that we're still in grade one. All over here. It's true. No, like that is not. Uh, that's not for him to say. Mm-hmm. Frankly, um, I suppose you can think it, but. You can't. That's not for you to say. the 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 LGBT community, who I've clearly spoken to, exactly zero members of. This is how they should feel based on. It's a tough quote, Marty. And that was it. Is the first one. That was the that was the first one. It's a longer answer, but that's how he starts. And you read most of it, and you're the most most of the answer. I'm like, yeah, I'm not really surprised by any of the contents mm-hmm. here. You can't start with that. It's it's simply not for you to say. Yeah, it was it was a much longer answer, and he gets back to the plot and like the middle of it. Yes, but yeah, but he's that, a politician, and I'm that, cutting out the shit that doesn't matter. Right, those first two lines are rough. Well, it's, you know what though? It's as a politician though. I mean, if you make a soundbite that bad to start, everything you say after that gets lost. Well, I think there's probably. Well, I'll leave it. Um, the players, um, the players, when they were going through the selection process, could have gone with many different candidates, and um, Don, some of them not even uh, in the pocket of Jeremy Jacobs. He does talk about that. Oh, cool. So we'll get to that. I'm glad someone asked him. Yes, about that very obvious uh, conflict of interest that he says is not. But we'll talk about that in a mm. second. He during the selection process, the players had a lot of uh, potential people that could have been you know the head and there were they were speculated about um and I don't, I don't need to go through the list but it came down to what type of leader do you want to have right where do we want to go as an organization and the players have decided and they kind of said from the outset we want a guy who's not going to disrupt the apple cart we want a guy who's not going to lead us to labor disruption that's that was how the players set out. Well, I don't want that. Well, ne- nobody does. No, listen, our entire business is based on on them playing. We need them to play. Games existing. Yes. <laughs> but I will say this. I will say this. If that was the player's goal, then you need somebody who's not going to work with Batman. You need somebody who's going to beat him. Because the last three labor disruptions, which have been half a season, a full season, and then another half season have been lockouts. Who's the lockout called by? Gary. Right. Yeah. And, and what, what the players want is, and so here's what he said. He said, we're in business, when, he, when talking about you know avoiding labor disruption or whatever, he's like, we're in business together, as in the NHL and the NHLPA, but I represent the players. If you don't have the players, you don't have the NHL. That's what's important to understand. That's why it's important to understand and respect them. Okay. And that's what Gary will say. Okay, I'm going to do what I want then. Yeah. 
I'll lock you out like I've done the last three times. Goodbye. This, you know what I bet is the next to go? The 50-50 revenue split. Yeah? That's, I, I would put money on it. It's going to be 60-40 in a heartbeat. For the owners? For the owners. Absolutely. It's gone. It's what, gone. What if this is their only option because anyone who could beat Batman is uh, above the NHLPA's pay grade? Um, I'm going to leave it at that. If you're particularly good at this sort of thing, you have far more options better than the NHL. You should probably get 32 teams who are trying to make money. Uh, he said the first thing he brought up to the NHL's executive board was the political donations from Bruins owner Jeremy Jacobs, who's the chairman of the Board of Governors for the NHL, guys. He's not just an owner. Uh, and Pittsburgh owner John Henry, who also apparently gave to his campaigns. I didn't know that. Um, Pittsburgh owner. Yeah, John Henry, the new the new Pittsburgh owner. Oh. The Fenway Sports Group, yeah. I believe he's a part of. Yes. So yeah. wait, two different owners gave election money to M Marty Walsh, who's the new head of the NHLPA. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, Elliot Freeman said this in 32 Thoughts. There was a split on the topic, but some agents and ex-players feel strongly that because of the union's history, any conflict of interest is extremely concerning. Here's the quote from Marty Walsh. In my career, I've raised millions and millions and millions of dollars, and the money that was raised by those two organizations or those individuals in those organizations is not even a percent of what I raised over my time. No one can accuse me of using political donations as a way to give back favors. I'm not going to be swayed by a political contribution that happened seven years ago. Those are good things to have, relationships. Doesn't mean I'm going to jeopardize my job representing hockey players. So here's what I don't find, here's what I, I find hard to swallow about a quote like that. Um, no one can accuse me of using political donations as a way to give back favors. I'm not going to be swayed by a political contribution from seven years ago. The whole point of political donations on that level is for favors. That is the point. We want you to be elected because we believe you're the guy that will best represent our interests. So we're not only going to vote for you, we're going to pay for you. That's, that's next level voting. That's voting with your wallet. I think it's a little bit of a leap for us to be like, hey... He got a political donation seven years ago, and it's going to affect the way he's going to run the NHLPA. And he's going to like treat Jeremy and and John uh, Henry a little better because they donated to him a long time ago. It is. It's an assumption. Yeah. It's an assumption. Is it not a red flag? Not that much. No. It's. It was. It's a job ago, and nearly a decade ago. A job ago. Yeah. And well, and he just lost his number after the donation. No, I, I think assume. I think it's fair to say like they're clearly maybe they're friendly. I don't know their relationships, obviously. But, but that they're probably the players want friendly. That's yeah. what they want. Okay, and here's what I'm going to tell you: Gary ain't playing friendly, guys. Mm -hmm. But Jesse, continue. I, I no. agree with you. I don't think it's wrong, but because I, I, I think I think if somebody's putting those assumptions on you, if I I'm just thinking about if I'm in Marty Walsh's position, and let's say I'm actually honest, like he's he's on the level, he's not going to do any favors. I'd be like, that's 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 kind of unfair for you to make that giant leap, you know? I'd be like, I'm I'm an honest guy. I got political donations for them, and I had no relation to hockey Ooh. at the time. And now that I'm in the sport, you're bringing that up, and I'm like, but I know I'm going to be objective here. I have a question. Uh, one of the more famous unions in our area is obviously the union that represents auto workers, right? 
there are GM plants, Ford plants, that sort of thing in in and around Southern Ontario. Steve, there was you know the huge GM history in Oshawa. GM used to be the logo of the literal generals. It's crazy. Yes. Um, uh, Let's talk about changing the team name. Wow. Yeah, because it was based on the General Motors, yeah. right? Well, then the GM Center where they played is no longer called that. Right. Right. So if somebody ran for office and they received a political donation from General Motors, how likely do you think it would be that the union representing GM workers would elect that person to head them up? How likely do you think it would be? Because this is exactly what that is. If if General Motors bankrolled your political campaign or part of it, how 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 likely are you, the worker who works for a local two four six eight whatever it is, to let to then have that person represent you against General Motors? Here's here's the problem that that I have with it. Right? Yeah. We are assuming that he'd be swayed by that sort of thing. However. I think you're questioning his integrity. Yeah. I think it's a distraction. I mean, he's a politician, so yes. Sure. I don't care what party. He's a (laughs) politician, so yes. Um, I can't trust any of them. Politician? You definitely question your integrity immediately. (laughs) Uh, But uh, I wonder, do John Henry and Jeremy Jacobs make the same assumptions we do? I bet the answer is yes. In that? He will be nicer to them than he otherwise would have been. I think that was their assumption when they made those donations. And I think that's the assumption today. And I also think the players want that. I The players clearly want that. They want a guy who's not going to ruffle feathers. Like, let's just make a deal. Kumbaya, maybe. Maybe he is the pre-fire Harvey Dent, where he goes, I don't care what money you gave me to get elected. I'm going to clean up Gotham. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. And I hope that's the case for the players. Maybe that's what he is. All I'm saying is it it is absolutely a red flag. Yeah. You know, maybe he's the one in a million, right? Like he's the, he's the honest politician. And, you know, it, it, raising money is also, it's not inherently bad or yeah. corrupt. You I need think- to raise money. Uh, to have a political career, it's exactly. it's, it's an it's an ugly part of the business, and I feel like we're placing a lot on that right now and making a lot of assumptions from a guy receiving a couple of donations seven years ago. Would you not say that there's a lot riding on this for the players, and that's why it's so perplexing that they would go this direction? Yeah, I, th- I think I think yeah, it's, it's a, a distraction. We're talking about it. Sure. If I want, if if I'm getting a new labor leader, I want a guy who doesn't have that. Here's his chance. Mm-hmm. He's got an opportunity here yeah. to prove any naysayer or anyone who says that's a red flag, tut tut, like me. He has he has an opportunity here to prove us wrong. Yeah, I hope he does. Like I hope he is pre getting set on fire, Harvey Dent. Yeah, and Jesse, I by the way, I agree with you. Yeah, but I think it's a conversation we got to have. Oh, sure. We could right. have any conversation. Yeah, we'll, I, I, like, I think it's... We would have a show. I, I mean, if we, are we just going to... Like, we can't gloss over the fact that that was a major part of his press conference yesterday, too, as people were asking about it. There's, oh, yeah. There's 800 or so members of the NHLPA, and I'd be curious to know what percent of those 800 players are like, he got donations from who mm-hmm. after he was hired? Oh, because they're not involved. 
they're not involved. Yeah, in yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, the other thing was, and this is just makes me laugh. So Frage is second point on 32 Thoughts. A few sources among both teams and agents have indicated they believe there's a deal to be made that could increase the cap to over $2 million without affecting players' escrow number. Their estimates are based on what they've heard revenues are and will be. The NHL and PA uh, can agree to raise the cap more than $1 million, even if all the debt isn't yet paid. Has this been presented to Walsh? Walsh says... No, it hasn't been presented to me, but it sounds good. He said, when the time is right, we'll have those conversations. By the way, I don't know why there needs to be a deal here. Yeah, I, I've never understood that. Both sides want it. The owners want it. There's the, a collective the players want agreement, it. but every year there's a negotiation on the cap. It should be laid out. How Here's much, what it is. How much is it rumored the cap <laughs> is going up? There is a formula to this. How much do you think the cap is going up by? Cut that number in half, dock a quarter mil. That's what it's going up by. Two mil? That's what they... Well, remember at the beginning of the season, they thought it was closer to four. 750 mil. Or seven... Wow, that'd <laughs> whoa, be great. Whoa. Fucking let's go Leafs. <laughs> they, they bought the Oilers. Um, no, so... Uh, <laughs> uh, 750 grand. There's there's my new bet. Damn. We're only a Zach Aston Reese away. It's crazy. Uh, he makes a little more than Does that. Does he? Okay. All right, so there's, so there's that. And then he said, and I like this. I got to weigh the positives and the negatives here. Not sure about some things, but he did say one of the focuses is going to be getting a World Cup of Hockey regularly back on track. Yeah. And I uh, love hearing that. Yeah. Good luck. Well, there's a deal to be made, maybe. No, no, but, but like that's not news. The players always wanted that. Mm -hmm. It's the NHL who didn't. So we're not going to get it until he proves otherwise. I guess the problem here is... Uh, I guess, I guess what I would say, maybe the reason I'm being so unfair and cantankerous to Marty Walsh and the NHLPA is I have no reason to have faith in them. Mm -hmm. I and Yeah, if they had a great track record. Yeah, like you're supposed to head into every situation 50-50 with rose-colored glasses on and go, eh, maybe this will work out. But they've given me absolutely no reason to think that. So I'm. Uh, this is a... Uh, uh, defense mechanism <laughs> developed by the human brain and I am deploying it. Avoid getting hurt. Activate. That's, that's all. That's Jesse, happening. how do you think this works out? I don't know. I hope it, I honestly hope we don't have a lockout. That would be awesome. When is the CBA set to expire? Because they extended the year. 25, 26? Because of, so we're quite After a ways season. away. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a good runway here for Marty Walsh, Walsh to develop his relationship with the players because he said a number of times that he hasn't had conversations with uh, a lot of the guys yet. So he doesn't know how they feel. He's, he's spoken to Connor McDavid. He hasn't spoken to Sidney Crosby. So he's like making his way through the league uh, to... to Talk with all the guys and, yeah, and yeah, see yeah. how they feel. I could see that. And th there's, a, there's a long runway here to, for us to find out what kind of leader Marty Walsh will be. And I hope it ends in we have a deal for a collective bargaining agreement that lasts for uh, forever, hopefully. Now, and we now, get hockey. That's now, here's the a question. Uh, so this it's interesting that he's already spoken to Connor McDavid. The players I've noticed, well, Crosby has, but they haven't spoken supposedly. They've been a little more vocal recently. It's just been seeded stuff. I wonder if that's him. Is are those his fingerprints uh, on the players already? Because like, I mean, who's your number one target for players you got to speak to the second you get that job? Probably McDavid. Yeah. 
Crosby's got to be high up there, but if you don't have McDavid, you don't have anybody. Honestly, I'd probably go McDavid Matthews um, because you have, no, you have the top young Canadian player and probably the top young American player. Sure. And with those two, I can rule them all. But at very, <laughs> yeah. at minimum, I have to Guy get the David big, involved. Biggest star in the biggest market. And I, I gotta, I gotta give him a mandate. I gotta give him the gospel according to Marty Walsh in the NHLPA, and he's got to preach it to all the members. So maybe after I was not so nice to Marty Walsh, maybe that is a sign that things are going well. Because, I mean, I think the number one problem with the PA is the stars don't care. Well, and, and, <laughs> They don't care and, and they're not involved. With under Don Fear, they didn't hear from him. Like, that's There was ridiculous. no communication. That's been widely reported. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. That's... It was time for Fear to go. Oh, yeah. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So, that, I, I, mean, I want, at least wanted to bring up both sides of that. Because I do think, do I think this is a well-meaning person? Sure. I just, I want to see what he's able to do. And I've got questions, yeah, and I, I think that's I, fair. I don't have an opinion on him. Show me. Okay. Do you want to do a press conference? Sure. sure. Let's do I'll it. We haven't done one. A couple questions. First one in the new studio. Let me see what this does. Is it? Yeah. No, that Get didn't work. Jesse's hotkeys oh. aren't working. Oh, how embarrassing. Oh, no. I how? guess I can't play. Oh, let me go this way. You so suck. embarrassing. There it is. No, no, that's, no, that's no, the extra. No. no. Oh my God! Oh, just pull it down. The oh. Steve Dangle press conference. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right, what questions do we have, Jesse? Uh, let me fire up Discord. <laughs> let me get the questions. Weenie in the butt. In the morning. In the morning. Oh my gosh. Oh, you got to sign into Discord with your code, sir. With your code. You're bad at this. Yeah. What's up with this? You, what'd you do? Build a whole studio? What's your problem? It's, well, it's, it's, I just don't want to get in the Discord logo spinning death here. Where he just... Oh, okay. It started. Mm. Good. 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 Did, I have a did I see an app for a torrent? Are you a thief? Do you what app things? for a torrent? That distract me. I thought I, I thought I He's thought. got questions asked, Steve. Don't, don't ask him how he sails to seven seas. Are you a place? Oh, my goodness. Where Come did on. you see an app for it? There's none of that. Right. Right. Now, Are you up to swashbuckling mischief? <laughs> <laughs> Who would you have? Whatever that means. I don't know why they paired up these guys, but I think it's fun. Who would you rather have on your team? No salary cap concerns. This is from Random Canadian. Pasta mm-hmm. or Kachuk? Tage okay. or Jason Robertson? Kirill or Panarin? McKinnon or Kucherov or Ottinger or Hellebuck. So are they paired? Yeah, you get both. Oh, oh, no, you get one or the other. You get one or the other. Okay. So let's go through. Start it. with the first one. Yeah, yeah. Pasta or Kachuk? Kachuk. Pasta. I know pasta is great, but I just like Kachuk's mean. Yeah. It's mean. 100 points, too. Tage or Jason Robertson? Oh. Ah. Can I? It can't be both. Can't be both. Tage gets the tiebreaker because he's a center. Jason, because his brother plays for the Leafs. Damn. <laughs> Not for long. Uh, <laughs> Kirill or Panarin? Uh, Kirill Kaprizov. Kirill. Kirill. Uh, Panarin's an extremely good player. Uh, no, uh, you hate him. But uh, why? Kirill, do you, oh, Kirill justifying is a it. Justifying dominant it. player. No, justifying it. McKinnon 
or Kucherov? Oh, man. I've got my mean, so I want McKinnon. My mean is Kachuk. I think these are all independent of each other. Oh. I don't think you get to... You get oh, to I thought it was that we were building a team. Oh, yeah, I guess we can look you know, at it that way. That's how I was looking but, at it. You know what? It's it's not, yeah. it's not 2019. McKinnon. He's better. That's the correct answer. Wow. It's not even close. There you go. Producer Drew, you hear that? It's not even close. McKinnon. Ottinger or Hellebuck? Ottinger. Hellebuck. Mm. Hellebuck. Because he's been there. So Ottinger, Ottinger because he's just as good and younger. No. I want to win now, though. I want to win now. What else we got, Jess? All right, we can end it on that note. You want to end it on that note? No. Don't end it on that note, please. Oh, those, By the way, that audio... Play that again. Play that again. <laughs> now, you never heard oh. of the fade down, huh? No. no, no. <laughs> That's terrible. What? what a bad audio bite. Let's, let's try this one. Wait, here, what's he asking for? <laughs> yes! I pushed the button. Oh, that's, all I that's all I wanted to do. The round of applause now loops. That's it for us, folks. Okay, can, can we just Looney play it tunes? out? Can you do Looney, Looney Tunes? Like, that's all, folks. Abadia, Abadia, that's all, folks. <laughs> can play the extra. No! Now they're all playing! The Steve Dangle Press Conference. <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> You guys, this remix sucks. Get me off this boat. Anyway, enjoy your weekend. We love you. Are we done yet? Are we done? The Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Want to bet? Follow the guys on Twitter. At Steve underscore Dangle. At Adam W-Y-L-D-E. And at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.